The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. What up? What's going on, man? Every time. Every time. It changes everything. I, I try to do... Some with the guy, some with the girl, you know, I want to, I actually want to get, um, I want to get some different voices, some different inflections, some different accents. Just, just make sure that you keep it on this pattern of guy, girl, whatever it is, just that I think that's going to be key. Good. Good. Keeping it balanced. What was the last concert you went to? Uh, the last concert I went to was one with my father. It was Santana, Los Lonely Boys, and I can't remember the third. What are you... Like a hundred? Well, hey, uh, my dad and I used to this thing. It was Q95 Blood Drive over in Indiana where you'd go donate blood and you'd get free tickets to some concert they were hosting. And okay. it was an annual thing my dad and I did. What are you a hundred? Get off my back. These are great people. Well, San- yeah, Santana's good as far as if you're a hundred. Yeah. Santana's good no matter how old you are. No, he's done, he's he's actually done a lot with um, contemporary artists. So he did, um, he did a song with Chad Kroger from Nickelback. He did a song with Chris Daughtry. Um, he's done with Rob Thomas. He's done. He's so we all agree he's amazing. Yeah, sure. I'm, no well, he's a great guitarist. No, yeah. no doubt. Um, I just wouldn't have put those three together and gone, oh, that's a great lineup. <laughs> Let's go. Um, it's it's all a blood drive. I was actually supposed to go to six concerts last year. Jeez. In 2020. Um, to be clear, mine was, I was, uh, it was before I was married. So it's been over 12 years. I was going to say almost 13 years. Yeah. Because in the last podcast, you had mentioned that you were going on 13 years with your wife. Mm-hmm. I do pay attention. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, even though you did tell me you love me. I, I did, and I that. mean it. Yeah, I know you do. No, so I, I, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> Anybody who listened to the last episode yeah, you're will welcome. appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so, yeah, I was supposed to go to six last year, and one of them, the one that we were looking forward to, is so, you know, we've got the we've got the guitar on the wall here, the Def Leppard guitar, um, was Motley Crue Def Leppard Poison. Oh, man. It was going to be at Wrigley Field, and, of course, Standing there for six hours in a small, tiny little seat in Wrigley Field wouldn't have been the greatest. I think we're right behind one of the dugouts, um, and uh, that was so. It's scheduled this year for uh, August 29th, I think. So looking forward to that a little bit. You're gonna go? Yeah, no, because we didn't. The tickets weren't refunded; they were just rescheduled. Oh, so you think it's gonna go on? I do. Uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see. I, 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 I hope. Had six I hope last it is. year. So I was supposed to go see Nickelback. I was supposed to go see Shine Down, Breaking Benjamin, uh, Five Finger Death Punch. You were going to go see Five Finger Death Punch? I've seen them wow. twice. I've really? Seen them twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for you, man. Else we were supposed to go see. We were supposed to go see a couple of others. And um, yeah, but you generally, I mean, I think most people have this, but you generally just love music. I love rock and roll. That's I mean, I, I do love music in general. I, you know, yeah. hip hop, hip hop, not so much. It's probably the one thing where I can tolerate it, but I don't really love it. Rock and roll, pop, um, country, eh, not really, but some some artists that kind of cross over into the rock and roll, yep. maybe pop, a southern um, rock kind of thing. You know, I, I, but I like rock and roll, and then I like some metal, not like so some heavy metal, yeah, but not like all the times like Ramstein, yeah, not a big fan. Oh, really? Now, Here's an interesting thing. I saw, okay, the, the original Triple X movie yeah. with Vin Diesel, Ramstein, Stein, Ramstein, Stein, they opened that movie. So the That's scene, who the band was? Right, when so they, the scene where he kind of goes and, and the guy breaks into the venue, yeah. he's, in the, he's in the tuxedo. That's who's and up, he gets there up on the stage. stage. It's Ramstein. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even mm -hmm. know that. So I was like, wow, I think that is. And the funny thing is the guys that were chasing them all had these t-shirts that said Ram, Ram, it's is it right there. Is it Ramstein? Um, uh, under their jackets. And then I was like, okay. So I, I took out my, um, I took out my phone and I'm like, okay, I think I know who this is. And I hit Shazam and the app on my it, phone and, said, and I played it and it, it was, so I don't even know if I can go back in my phone. Sounds like the producers were on point for that movie then. I wonder if it goes into my history and tells me, um, for triple X, how long ago did you search that? It did. See, so that was, the, that was the song. Did you like just do this? It was on a couple days ago. Okay, yeah. February second. Yeah, so yeah. that was very recent. Mm -hmm. I thought you meant like when it came out, like no, you were in the theater fruer, and you're like, fruer, I think I know. Fur fry f e u e r f r i e f r e i, um, Ramstein, and um, so they were playing the song to open that. So that mm, I'm not really that. Is big that of a your fan. wall? Yeah, like it's kind of like okay, there and beyond. I'm not a big fan of. I can do a little bit of streaming, um, so I can you know I can kind of do my playlist for you, and show you kind of who. Um, who I listen to, just so you have an idea. Um, like, I, I like, okay, so Papa Roach, um, yep. there's a group called The Architects. It's a fairly, um, it's not a new band, but they've got some new stuff out. So I don't recognize it's that really one. really good. Um, I liked Heavy Papa Roach before he lost weight. He's gotten a little more um, subdued, maybe poppy in the last, uh, you know, I don't know how many more. So what happens when you lose weight? You lose part of your soul. <sighs> These guys get older and they have to, you know, here's what I realized when Nickelback started going with the, um, it's probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, you get yeah, yeah, hated yeah. so much. Go for ahead. Hate me for, you know, that. But no, I love Nickelback, but I almost think it's like a fun joke to talk about how bad they are because they're not. So bad. one of the, one of the podcasts that we do, the rich bits, I, I did a, a, a post on social media and I said, Nickelback, um, Nickelback sucks. I go, no, 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 really. Seriously, they're awesome. And, um, you know, something, something to that effect. Well, and, obviously they're awesome because they keep, Rocking. They keep going. They're on. awesome. No, yeah. they just are. And, yeah. and, but they started doing like lighter songs. And I'm thinking, I get it. Because that when they're in their 50s and their 60s, they can still play those songs. They don't have to get into the heavy stuff. And they can play a heavy song or two and people will be like, oh, they still rock. Kind of yeah. like the, I think they're the modern day Eagles. Yeah, that's what they did. The Eagles they, had some heavier stuff, but then they had a lot of lighter stuff, and that's all they played. And then those people started well, dying. The off, world but. changed a little bit. Their their perspective has probably changed a little bit. You know, not not to say that they've lost touch, but it's it's a different view. Like they they reminisce almost versus feel. Does that make sense? Like uh, yeah, like I think about people because I actually probably was most inspired by Eminem. Mus mus music that moves you. I think is the best kind of music. Yes. Like you get emotional when you listen to it. I agree. Whatever, whatever visceral reaction you have to it, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whether it's rock and roll, whether it's country, whatever, if it, if it brings emotion and it brings you to a place of, I can really understand the music. I can get into a vibe. It makes me happy. It you makes can, me sad. It makes me feel depressed. Like it makes waves. me elated, whatever it is. And it comes in waves. Mm -hmm. Like there's some, cer there's certain songs that I can listen to that are very, very simplistic songs but I can turn off the lights and I can put the headphones on and I can just experience it the music someplace. and it takes me to a place of bliss. Yeah. It's so weird how it's something that can happen that you just hear noises. Cause that's mm -hmm. all it is. It's just a collection of noises, mm -hmm. but it can change you. It can change your chemistry. It, it makes your brain do. Think about it. Things. When a song comes on the radio and you're like, Oh my God, I love that song. Yeah. And you, immediately things get better. It, you have a great day. They could stop a fight. Like, like you'd be on McDonald's your way to a customer and you could, it's funny. And you can, you can hear that, and then you're just in a good mood for the rest of the day. You're like, wow, that really changed my whole outlook on the day. Can. 
Um, it does. So I, I play sports. I, I still play, you know, baseball, basketball, all that kind of thing. But I Do play you? baseball. And, yeah, I play baseball. During like a the senior league? Oh, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, crunches and everything. Um, I play in a 40s and a 50s league. So I play in two different leagues. And um, I, my go-to when I'm on the way to the ballpark to get myself focused, because I get pretty hyper-focused when I get there. I don't, you know, there's not a lot of bullshit. I'm there to play. Yeah. Um, is usually pretty hard rock. Yeah. It's just it's, like... Puts well, me in a mood. You were talking about of just wanting to smash. You're talking the about hip hop, baseball. Uh, you're talking about hip hop, but for me, like the the heavy rap, the people like Tech Nine or mm-hmm. like the heavy mm-hmm. Eminem stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, eh, maybe an Eminem, but it's right there with the rock for me. For like when I when I when I used to work out, used to make sure it's very clear. Because when I when what I, you don't work out now? Oh, I work my way all the way to the fridge and to the mm-hmm. drive through lane, and then back to my couch. Open the door, go about. 20, 20 I just did only two reps, but with your uh, Bowflex for 30 pounds because mm. I was sitting there and I was like, let's make sure I'm not. That's all you did 30? Well, that's what you had it set to, so don't come at me like well, that. that's my starter weight. Mm-hmm. So you always leave it at well, your they're, starter weight? They're the, they're, the, they're the weights that you can click yep. them back and forth and you can go up to 55. And so when I start, I usually started at, I've been starting at 25, but now so I, I boosted it up to 30. So then I go up to 55, start doing those curls. Oh, yeah, I jump you just over, add 20 pounds. And I jump over to the rack and I start doing the bench. And I, I did see you at 245s on the rack. How much did your bar weigh? Do you know? 40. Is it 40? Mm. Do you have it weighed or are you just assuming? I think that's what it was when I got it. Okay. Might what, be you, what, you think it lost some or yeah, gained some over yeah, time? I, yeah, it's been trying to slim down a little <laughs> bit. Good. Good for the bar. Yeah, I don't know how much I have on there. but You have 245, so you're sitting on 90. Uh, but that's not including the no, bar. No, yeah, so it's like 100. I mean, that's just the start. I usually start the bench. Well, the at, standard bar at, at regular length at 130, is 40. I think it's 135 to start, and then I just add, and I start adding from there. Gotcha. Just because you don't want to just start going heavy. Yeah, no, I know. Into it. And by the way, you can do heavy with less reps or more reps with lighter weight. I yeah. tend to do more reps with lighter weight because I'm older. That's what you're supposed to do too because it leans your muscle instead of bulk. So if you're not trying to bulk, you want Well, less I bulk in the winter more. and I lean in the summer. Why? I'm just, with I'm just curious. No, because with baseball, when you're throwing and you're pitching and you're hitting and everything, you don't want the bulk. You want everything stretched out and loose. So, so you I lean har- out for that. I don't, I don't do a lot of heavy lifting. I'll just... But then what's your purpose of doing the bulk session? To build you just strength. Want to feel yeah, good. No, I I, I want to. Well, you get, can get the same strength without the ball. Well, maybe not the exact. Yeah, you know what? No, you can't. Yeah, but you don't look at me and go, "Oh, that guy lifts." Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I'm I can honestly but say I can, I've never looked at you and thought that. But I'm pretty fucking strong. <laughs> I, I mean, when I see that at weight equipment and it's not dusty, I'll I'll give you that credit. It is not dusty. No, it's not I dusty. To, and at the very least, you're good at dusting. The <laughs> newest piece over there is I, I've been searching for a setup bench for the longest time. The red one that's in there. Yeah. Um, I got that mm, three, four weeks ago. And so it's curved. And so you lay on it and you lay back and then you you hook your legs underneath and then you just basically do your sit-ups. And it helps your back because the, the archness of the, do you have of a, the bench. Because uh, I, I can think of your bench lift and I can see your free weights because that's all I ever think about because mm-hmm. that's what I did mostly. But do you have an inversion table in there? I don't. You got to no. get an inversion table just for me. You have So my next – so – my daughter wants a Peloton. And what I'm the like, hell is a Peloton? Peloton. It's a um, it's a bike, stationary oh, bike. Oh wow! With okay. the monitor. Um, but I, there's two things that I want. One is tonal. It's T O N A L. It's a video board. It's probably four or five feet tall by maybe two and a half feet wide. Okay. And it's got arms that come out. It's it's basically like your fly weights and your Nautilus. It's kind of like a Nautilus, but it's all done by magnets. Really? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, I'll bring it up in here and, and, and I'll show you. Um, and so I want that. The only pr- problem with that is the price tag on that is four thousand dollars. 
Okay, so after you get a few more yeah. mics and cameras, you'll yeah, I have to, I have to do a, a couple more jobs um, to be able to get that, and then a row machine. Row machines t- tend to work out everything in your body. It's like swimming, because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's it, what you're doing. You're doing the action. Of it does. It, it works out. Literally works out everything in your body. And so, um, if I got a row machine, I think that would that would really help. Yeah, you don't have. Do you have anything for cardio? Um, we have an elliptical. Oh, that's that's like. That feels like you're cheating to say that. I'm not um, saying you can't. I'm sure there are people out there that love the elliptical, but it feels like if I said, do you have anything for cardio? And your the reason I like, have the elliptical is because I have a herniated disc in my back. Gotcha. And so because I have the herniated need disc. some in, low impact that you can't correct. be just running yeah, on. I can't just pound, 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 pound. You know, I can't do that. Well, you know, if you get the bike uh, and you get one of the ones that sit back to lean, that's a magnet. So it's a big, it's a big board, and then the arms have the the – the weights are inside there, and it's all inside the machine. Inside, like as, like these video monitors, if I turn yeah. them the other way, the magnets are inside there, so they're counterweighted magnets. What's aggravating to me is... You can do 100 pounds on each bar, so it's up to 200 pounds in weight. What's aggravating to me, though, is I'm looking at this, and it just screams minimalist to me, and it makes me upset that it's that expensive. I know you're paying for the technology. You're paying for the pre You got the video board, and you can have a trainer work out with you, and you can watch the videos. You can do everything that they're telling you to do the whole time, oh, okay. and so you have the subscription and all that. Anyway, so that's that's what that is, um, and then the row machine. Once I have those, because it's got the heavy bag in there as well, once I have those, I think we're going to be complete. I'm staunchly against that, what you just showed me. Yeah. The idea is beautiful, but the uh, it sounds like a way that they're like, hey, you know everything that you can do with another machine? Do it with ours, but we'll sell you. But you can do everything with that. You can do bench press. You can do. You already have a bench press. I do, but then I can use that as a squat rack too. You can still use it as and a I squat can still rack use now. That as a, but I can do this as a squat rack. But okay, cool. The you reason need, I have this two is bench because the two ladies two in my house, the two ladies in my house, don't necessarily want to do free weights. They want to do something that's a little less impact. But free weights are so much better for you. Well, they are. They they work more stabilized tell that muscles. To them. I will. You want me to? It's weird. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to listen. But anyway, um, and so... Speaking of two ladies in your house, uh, I just want to make sure I understand the living situation. Mm -hmm. It's you, your wife, Mm -hmm. your daughter, Mm -hmm. no one else. Not that I know of. So when I'm in the bathroom... Only in my mind. And I see that uh, there's a post-it note that says, please put the seat down. That's for guests. I can... Is it? It is. Okay, I just want to make sure... that is, otherwise the dogs drink out of the toilet bowl. Oh, that's a very. I, I'm and my going, dogs are I'm going to believe you because you are ready for this answer. So I'll. I'll my dogs you. are special. They will drink and drink and drink until, until it's gone. There's no more water. Yeah, and then they will pee all over the floor. That doesn't make them special. That just makes them thirsty. No, it makes them makes them dogs. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but um, we found that out the hard way. Like every sign that you see, right? Like Clorox bleach has a sign or it has a uh, a warning on it not to drink it. Mm-hmm. That means that somebody tried to Sometime, at one point. No, that means somebody got sued for it. Doesn't mean somebody did it. Mm, I beg to differ. That's fine. I beg to differ. I think somebody probably drank it, and they were like, mm, you shouldn't do that because it'll kill you. <laughs> well, as somebody who has a, quite a bit of experience with chlorine, sure. which, which is what bleach is, yes. uh, I can tell you that long before you were buying it to put in your house, it was already had that label on it. They were putting it in pools. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to drink the pool water either. No, you're not. Reason. You're not, not for the exact same reason. Well, it's got other bacteria and stuff in it too. Uh, yeah, but it's all it's all dead. It's technically sanitary. It, but it you're still putting a bunch of. But you're putting that through your kidneys. Yeah, that's that that's the point. Like that's where you run into the issue of like the filtering process. You can put anything in your body. It's just not going to filter well through your kidneys. Yeah, you're right. Right. 
Yeah. Unless it burns going down. But the thing about chlorine or bleach specifically is it's your you're dead before it hits your stomach. Well, maybe not before it hits your stomach. Really? But the damage is done. Because you're 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 consuming destroys something. Destroys your esophagus. Yeah, yes, it destroys everything inside your mouth. It's uh, so like our skin, our epidermis. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your tongue in the inside of your lips is different than just the skin on your sure, hand. It's not as it's not as rough. I guess resilient yeah. uh, to so some a compound like that. Mm-hmm. And you gotta understand what what it's that kinda, skin's kind of like armor. Well, it, it's an organ. It's an armor organ that it okay. it does help us a lot for that exact reason. But when you put chlorine on it, what chlorine does is it's attacking the biomaterial that you're made out of. So you shouldn't you're, just stay in the pool all the time. No, but the issue is, well, not the issue. Most of the time in the pool, it's such a diluted amount of chlorine. The intention of it is to destroy the things that could actually hurt you normally by bacteria. Is that why you do the testing? Yeah, it's exactly why we do the testing. The alkalins and all that? It's because we have to make sure that the chlorine is high enough that it is killing most bacteria and most viruses that could harm you, but it's low enough that it's not going to harm you itself. You're you're essentially swimming in something that if there was enough of it, it would kill you. It's okay. just it's just that balance. So when you drink something that's chlorine or bleach, uh, effectively you're allowing it to bypass your protection that's on your skin, and you're taking a much larger concentration of it that it is harmful. And then you're exposing that to all your vital parts by putting it into your esophagus and letting it get into your stomach. So that's why you shouldn't do that. I'm not saying somebody hasn't tried to drink bleach. I'm just saying I believe before that happens, somebody put the label on. Mm. I think every sign, every warning sign you see is because somebody did something stupid. Yes. No, that, that I completely agree. Somebody has drank something they shouldn't have drank. Like, don't cross the median in a construction zone. Like, don't pull into an exit only that would be a good one <laughs> yeah it would be a good one that would be a good i, I don't know callbacks. where you got that from i love callbacks that would be that would be a good one um so back to back to back to concerts, concerts yeah. yeah i was supposed to it was, so covid obviously screwed that for yes me. um and i asked basically for all of it back except the one that we're going to all of that i got my money back um because i didn't know when they were going to be rescheduled well, it should be when, when is that scheduled for this that one's one? august 29th you, I mean, they and it's outside. Most of the predictions have been saying that around July we should be back to mm. not not an economic and normal. And the thing is, they might not have everybody back, so it might be a fifty percent capacity thing. Yeah. So then, who doesn't get to go? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do they make that determination? Maybe it's a lottery. I've actually been wondering about that with the football games. It's probably going to be like in every other, like the Super Bowl. Let's say, you know, it's in Tampa this year. Yeah. Um, let's say it holds fifty thousand people. They can only have a fraction of that there who gets to go well i don't know what what tampa what florida has the restrictions down to but i know here in illinois it's effectively is it 25 percent right now mm-hmm. is it 50 or 25 because we just dropped 25 so i mean if it's fifty they they're going to be looking at 12 5 mm-hmm. so i would like to think the idea behind it would be a complete refund and everybody try again and you have to buy them like in groups maybe or just cancel it yeah because you wouldn't go through all that trouble with three, three of those bands, for a fraction of. The oh people. no! That being said, though, they got to make their money. From from my understanding, most bands make their money from tour. their tours. Yep. You know, yeah, they get they they make a large amount mm-hmm. from sales and from mm-hmm. merchandising, but it's they used to make it from the albums. They don't anymore. They, yeah, now they make an tours. album for almost nothing, and they get it mainly from touring. That's yeah. where they make their money. So I I feel like that that drive is going to find a way 
even if it forces something uncomfortable for the change to be made. I was listening to a um, podcast, and this podcaster had both Bon Jovi and Shawn Mendes. It was Dax Shepard, actually. Oh, um, Dax. I've not yeah, listened to his podcast, but I knew about it. He's yeah. amazing. So he had Bon Jovi on, and Bon Jovi was saying, "Look, I'm at to the point in my career now where, I, you know, if I don't, if I don't ever go on tour again, he goes, he's like, I don't even know if I want to. I might just retire. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you, he's I mean, he bon put Jovi. an album out called 2020 in 2020. How apropos, but he he's like, I don't know if I'm going to ever tour again. Where Shawn Mendes was like, I'm in kind of the prime of my career, and I need to. Yeah. And I'm not. So. Um, but he might go off and do something else. You know, I mean, they're doing things now. They've got online. options. Well, they're doing these, they're doing these concerts online with a, a select number of people in the audience. And then you pay to watch really this thing online, which doesn't then go on YouTube or anything else. So you're basically paying to watch it on your TV from home. But Isn't you're that not how every concert it. used to be like, like think about in 2015, every concert you didn't get to see online. You just paid a price to go be a part of. I would say that it was probably more when I was younger as a kid versus than when. But whoever, I'm saying it. But I'm saying whatever, is it was still what available. You've ever known? Yeah. Okay. So like Kiss, for instance. Ugh. Kiss was huge back when I was a kid. Okay. Love the band. Still think they're Listen huge. Listen to it. One of my first albums. My first album was Sean Cassidy. My second one was Kiss. Go figure. I just I like the Hardy Boys, so that's why I like Sean Cassidy. Yeah. To do Run Run was my first album. Um, Kiss Rock and Roll. What is it? Rock and Roll fantasy or rock and roll, whatever it was, um, with the four, with the four heads, cartoon heads on it. That, that was my first album from kiss, but they were on specials like on ABC, they would be on Halloween specials and, and they would do little concerts on TV. And that's the only time I ever got to see them. I, you could go to the concerts and I'm sure you could, but yeah. not like now they don't have them like they do now where they're all the time, all, you know, every there's month there's something going else on. going every day. There's going some, you know, something going on, um, at the you know Allstate Arena or United Center or well it's not Sears Center anymore it's something else they call it Wow or something yeah but they have three venues here in the Chicagoland area that you know you can always have play concert concerts then there's downtown there's there's north of the island there is the Toyota there's the Toyota but there's so Stadium. many places they can just be running concerts out you got here got Poplar Creek up north there's so many different places. Then you got the Wisconsin in Milwaukee. You've got Summerfest and all the different places that you could. What's the have one a where they have like a concert for like three or four days straight? That's Summerfest. Is it something up, in, up in Milwaukee? They also have country. They have a Summerfest doesn't sound right. I know country musical festival. There's one that I hate just because lifeguards at the company I work for just don't show up, and they think it's okay because that concert's going on. There's a there's a heavy metal concert. That goes on every year down at the Toyota Stadium. Um, I forget, is it Bridgeview? I want to say it's in Bridgeview. And they have a rock and roll, three days of just heavy metal music. All, you know, so, everybody I listen to and then some. As much as I love the idea of a concert, I don't know if I've told this to you. I find very little joy in going to concerts. What do you hate about it? The people. Okay, but I don't like people either, but I still go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because I get to see the band. Okay, let's that I want. go with the crowd. Okay. And, I don't like crowds either. And the being squeezed for every that. dime yep. hate it. that I can be squeezed out yep. of just because I want to celebrate somebody that has created something that I enjoy. Some bands suck live. Some really? bands are phenomenal. Live. I have not. So the very few concerts I've been to, they were amazing. And I would not trade the experiences I've had. But my disdain for being squeezed, fighting through the crowd, and the annoyance of just being around that many other people at once mm -hmm. is enough for me to never try to go to a concert. So when I was dating my previous 
um, girlfriend, we went to Billy Ray Cyrus. She dragged me to Billy oh. Ray Cyrus. He was actually pretty good. I, I stayed for a country Billy guy. Was good. He was pretty good. But it was, I was there for, I was there for the you, scenery. You, oh, it was okay. 90% women. It was oh. Fantastic. I just sat there and was like, wow, this is really great. I'm really enjoying my There's company. a bunch of <laughs> drunk, horny women just ooing and eyeing over Billy Ray Cyrus. And I'm just sitting here watching it all because I don't really like country music. And so I wasn't really getting into the whole thing. But yeah, you tap your feet, whatever. Um, but I can, t and that was it was one of the you know first concerts way back in the day. But I've seen Def Leppard. Def Leppard live is phenomenal. <sighs> I wish. Unbelievable. I saw him in the round. It was 92, maybe 91, um, back when um, Adrenalize came out. And it was right around... Um, the time when they they did everything in the round so that the stage would rotate, and we got we <laughs> got so balcony cool. seats, the first row in the balcony, so we could kind of see everything. It was it, it was wonderful. I can tell you this, and we've talked about Nickelback on this on this podcast before. I've seen them seven times live. They are as good or better. I've heard they live do amazing concerts, they, amazing as they are. You know, um, Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas is as good live as he sounds on your iPad because your, your they're, they're artists. They're um, people who actually shine down is Brent Smith is probably one you of the best male singers of male singers ever. He's one of the best male singers. His, the voice is the range is fantastic. Alter bridge, which used to be Creed, the guys from Creed oh, okay. formed alter bridge got my, um, miles Kennedy and formed alter bridge. Miles Kennedy has, I think eight octaves in his voice. If I'm not mistaken, um, I think, um, Aren't there only? Might have seven. Might be. Might be seven. But he's got the range there. is so I diverse. I say there are eight octaves. Maybe there's ten or twelve. Okay, I'm trying to whatever the it piano. is. He's got a ton of them. Um, they're them live. Fantastic. Um, Tesla was horrible. <laughs> there was a band called Firehouse back in the day. They were great. Loved them. I don't um, know where. I've seen, and I've seen everybody in between. See, like I, I, I saw, we went and saw, we went and saw um, Three Doors Down. I've seen, I've seen Three Doors Down, Daughtry, Daughtry. I've seen six times. How um, is Three Doors Down? Three Doors Down is one of the best bands you'll ever see live. Um, they do How as many? good or better a job live than they do um, on their um, on their you know record. But they had a band that was playing with them called Oh, who was it? And I'll think of it as we, as we go along here. But I saw them um, filter. Filter, uh, take a picture, is one of the big songs that they had. And this guy came out, and he just screamed for 45 minutes to an hour. And it wasn't anything that I expected. And it was the only time I ever wanted to leave a concert because it was so bad. So you're saying you didn't love it? It was so bad. I love listening to you. Oh, my God. Describe things that you didn't enjoy oh. for some reason. God. <laughs> I can't explain to you. We, we had fourth row seats. We went over at the uh, Grand Victoria um, Casino. They oh, have, yeah. They have yeah, an outdoor the event. Victoria. They have an outdoor, yeah, okay. <laughs> we didn't gamble. Um, well, they had a, that I have no idea where the Grand Victoria The venue was is. outside, and you have folding chairs. And it was fourth row. I mean, the guy could spit on us, and I could feel it, you know. Ugh. He screamed for an hour, and I just I sat in my chair, and I covered my ears. That's it was gotta, awful. Man, you um, are, that's but then be. Three Doors Down came on, and they were fantastic. Worth it. And we worth got to the see weight. That. Well, we do a lot of backstage. So me and my daughter do concerts. That's see, one of the things that we do. I, we go we go backstage a lot of the times and we meet the bands and we get to take pictures. I with would them. probably enjoy it a whole lot more if there's I could a band do that. out of okay, so I'm gonna tell a story now. So for the people in the audience that know this band, they're gonna be like, Oh my god, you got to see them and you got to meet them. 
And some people are going to be like, who the hell are they? So go to, go to iTunes right now and look up the band Hands Like Houses. Hands Like Houses. They're out of Australia. Okay. They came and they played um, one of the venues in Chicago. Um, it escapes me at the moment. And they've got a restaurant out front of the venue. It's kind of like a, a house of blues, but it's not quite. Yeah. And so we went there and we were sitting out um, waiting for them to play. And there was the warm-up band was playing or whatever. And we're sitting out there and we're having something to eat. And I see the band come out and sit down in the restaurant. And they're all just kind of milling around. And, um, you know, they're over here from Australia. And I'm like, you know, they're probably one of those bands that don't make a lot of money. They're just sitting here, you know, trying to make a buck, doing these little little gigs that you can fit. I mean, they're probably making people. some money at least right now. Some finally, it's like two thousand people in a in a in a venue, so there's it's not huge. Yeah. Um. And so we went down, had had dinner, and they're sitting there, and I called the waitress over and I said, "Hey, whatever they have, you know." And I think it was four out of the five guys or three out of the four guys. I go, "Hey, whatever they're having," I said, "Just send me the bill." And we'll pick up their dinner. And she's like, great, you know. And so care, yeah. one of the guys left, and I think he had to go. I think it was the lead singer, and he didn't want to talk because he wants to save his voice. But two of the guys came over, the guitar player and the, the drummer came over, and they sat with us for an hour and a half. And they talked to us about music, and they talked to us about their band and how they got started and everything about Australia. And it was, my daughter was like, holy crap, these two people that we're going to see on stage in about a half an hour are spending and maybe not an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 15 minutes. And we just sat there and talked and I'll never forget that because what an impact it, it you was, know? you can't get that access with most bands. Right. No. And so well, because most it was worth it. Bands, they, the bill was like 50 bucks, whatever it was for their dinner, <laughs> but they came over and they sat down and then we got to well, the, picture the with act these two guys. is worth so much more than the actual cost. And I wasn't doing it so they could come over and say, no, thank you. You know, a, a simple you, wave yeah, of the hand would have been great. Come let me come no, tell them I not paid. No, not at you all. just said whenever it's done, bring Give it me over. Bill. And I did. Yeah. And so the That's one guy, the, the lead singer thing. was just like, hey, thank you. And I'm like, hey, you know, and I didn't expect them to come over. And the two guys came over and they sat down and they started talking to us. And just the conversation, just like this, just kind of conversations about nothing just led to one topic after the other. And I started asking about certain bands like a Shinedown or, you know, who do they follow or who do they like or, or, you know, where do they get their inspiration from? And they started telling me all these different bands and we're talking about their experiences. They were on the Vans tour, okay. um, uh, warped, you know, warped, yeah. uh, Vans tour and, um, one of their songs and I'm going to pull it up here so people can understand what I'm talking about. But you know, they've got a, they've got a few songs when you watch the videos. Um, they're, they're just phenomenal. Um, you know, the band is just phenomenal. And so um, one of my favorite bands, um, A, because they're really good guys. And, and I like that. When, I, when I'm when i listening to a band. Isn't it weird I, how you're so much them. more invested just because you know the kind of people they are? Yeah, I think they're good people, but they play, the music is fantastic. So there's a house, uh, uh, Hands Like Houses, off their Dissonance album. It's called Glass House. So if you, if you look it up on YouTube, watch Glass House. It's filmed on that tour, on that Vans tour, and it's filmed in a concert kind of, venue um and and kind of style right yeah. it's in, in black and white and that song got me hooked on that band and so i started listening to them and listening to the other albums and i got my daughter hooked on it and she started listening to it and so we went and saw them how um, how long ago was this i think you already three years said, ago I can't remember. oh this is i was gonna say I was like and there's I, a band called bad flower say if i ran into your daughter when we leave is she gonna like echo yeah, no, no, no idea what she's talking. okay there's a band called bad flower 
Um, we went and saw them not last year because of 2020, but in 2019, we went and saw them at the same venue and we got to meet them as well. And the thing is in that venue, you get to come in ahead of everybody else and you sit down kind of right by the stage and they just, they do a few songs acapella for you. You know, there's a guitar and the guy sings, and then you get to ask him a bunch of questions and you, know, you just sit there and have a conversation I'm with them. I'm pretty sure if there's a guitar, it's not acapella, but uh, I think they called it that. Okay. You know, um, but anyway, so they just did, you know, like an MTV, you know, that's like, that doesn't, yeah, you, you said it, that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. So every band that we've gone and the only band I haven't been able to meet backstage, we've met Daughtry, we've met Three Doors Down, we've met Shine Down, well, we've met Alter well, who is Who is the coolest? The one band that we haven't met is Nickelback. Would love to meet those guys. <laughs> the ones you've been to like the Just, most. I mean, because I think they would be so cool to kind of hang out with. I mean, they drink on stage. They have they have oh, Jaeger on stage. And that makes Jaeger, them Jaeger cool. bombs or whatever it is on stage. And I just think <laughs> Chad Kroger would be the. I had actually here's a funny story. I had a dream about getting to meet Chad Kroger, and he was we were like best friends. And I'm like, this You're is so, so weird. And I remember it the next day. I'm like, yeah, we're best friends. And I think I walked around for like two days to my wife, going, you know, Chad and I are best friends, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, we're, we're like I'm sure you, this. Sure, you guys got along great in your dream. Yeah. I'm like he he took the guest room for like two days and he he we just hung out. What did you awesome. guys do? Play jenga? I, have no, I, I mean, don't remember. I don't. Maybe maybe played music because I suck I at mean, it. But, I guess it makes sense. But he's such a fantastic singer. And really, even even before he had the throat surgery, uh, or so after I've the never, throat I've surgery, I've never I've never had that happen. He's still never. he's still a great singer. But um, the coolest. So okay. So I'll tell you the. I shortest, mean the coolest to me, and I don't mean as a no fandom. no I get him no no I get okay. it I know what you're saying. Um, so I can tell you the shortest guy that we've ever met is Daughtry. Okay. He's maybe five two, maybe five, really? maybe five three. He's he's tiny. Like I, there's a picture I had. And I can show you. I was you. gonna say you gotta be like he's that tiny. Much. Like I, I towered over him. That's what I mean. Like you've you've and, and he actually gave my daughter a compliment. Um, he's like, you looked really good today, and she was wearing like some cut off shirt and everything, and that kind of made her day. Um, so he's the shortest guy. Um, the the coolest people that we've probably ever gone backstage with. I mean, like, where you were, was there anybody that you met backstage? Give me, like, give me, like, a positive and a negative. Like, somebody where you met them and you're like, I didn't expect it to go that good. Uh, and then if you have one, you're like, you know what? Yeah. They weren't necessarily, I mean, even if they were bad. If you don't have, like, a bad story, do you have one over, like, somebody kind of let you down? Or has it just been kind of very PR? -y? Okay, so I think the same, I think it's actually one in the same band, as a matter of fact. So, Alter okay. Bridge. Okay, so Alter Bridge is one of my favorite bands. I think they're just they're just fantastic. It's probably Nickelback, and then and then Alter Bridge, maybe one one a Shine Downs right in there. Okay, those guys are pretty cool. Um, but Alter Bridge, Miles Kennedy's kind of aloof. So when you meet him, nice guy, but he's just kind of like there's just Off. something about him. You're just like you hey, really don't want to be here. Do maybe you? it's the artist. Maybe you know, like he maybe. wants to do his he wants to do his art. But the other but guys not. are cool as fuck. I mean, yeah. they're just they they talk to you and they're having a good time and they're and they're conversing with you. The guys from Hands Like Houses were pretty cool too. Um, I can't you know that's you can't beat that. That that was the coolest experience that I think I've ever had. Um, I've I've been able to meet um, the guy. Actually, I just thought about this when I saw um, Alter Bridge and Shine Down and Theory of a Dead Man. So Theory of a Dead Man, people might know that band. Um, I got to meet them backstage. They were cool as fuck. Those three, those, I think it was three guys, maybe four. Those three guys were the most down to earth people. And this is, I'm talking 12, 13 years ago, I met them. I was in some little town in the, like Cape Girardeau, um, Missouri, like in a, I don't even know what this venue was. It was, it was, it was bizarre. It was an indoor facility, but it was, it didn't look, it looked like a church from the outside. It was just a bizarre yeah. 
situation, but we were right up on the stage. It made that moment. For all three of those bands. And when we met three of a dead man backstage, those guys were really down to earth. And it was kind of in a back hallway, weird, weird, awkward type of thing. But we sat and talked to them for maybe half an hour. Really cool guys. Three doors down, very down to earth. Those guys, very cool. That makes sense. Very cool. Um, the music's very real. And it's a lot of a life experience, and you can really, yeah. um, you know, like their song Loser. Yeah. You know, that's that's real. I yeah, mean, that's from them feeling that, yeah, being I, that. These guys write about the things that, you know, impact their life. And so um, I've met a lot of different people. Um <laughs> My daughter will tell this story to people because she's like, "You're such a, you're such a schmuck because you can't tell time." We drove daughter to calls you a schmuck. Yeah, um, we drove to see Nickelback. Pretty what was it? Nickelback, Pretty Reckless, and um, and Bad Wolves. There's a oh, they're really good out of L.A. Bad, okay. Bad Wolves. They've gotten really popular. Um, when the guy from um, Five Finger Death Punch went down um, for a little while, the lead singer of Bad Wolves kind of filled in. He did oh. a great job. Um, but we were supposed to be there at at, um, I thought six and the concert started at five oh. and we were driving all the way down to Peoria and we missed them, but he was standing out by the merchandise table. So we got a chance to still chat him up yeah, a little bit. Well, not so much chat as just kind of be around and listen to him talk and they become human when you see them you know kind of outside the stage, right? When, when that happens, when they step away, it makes me question how much I would actually enjoy them. Yeah, so actually what it was is, now that I'm thinking about it, it was Bad Wolves, Star Set, Pretty Reckless, and Nickelback. That's what it was. Um, but do you understand, like, it's it's a weird thing. Like, I mean, I love people. I, I do. I, I love people. But if you're not making the music, what do I have to talk to you about? Because odds are we don't share the same interest besides your music. I think you do, though. So, like, when we sat down with those guys at the table, I could... I can uh, understand yeah. their life experiences, maybe not from the same point of view because I mean, they grew the up in Australia. Table. I meant like at the merch table. Yeah, but but you're talking to them about their life experiences. You're not talking to, the, you know, like, so when you go to a concert and it's the first of four bands, they're usually coming out to the merchandise table afterwards and talking to their quote-unquote fans because they're not as well recognized and they build an audience that way, Yeah, right? So they're not they're not charging you to do it. Like most of the ones that we go to and we do the meet and greets, we've got to pay. Yeah. to do that you know the how much time, does that cost for the extra meeting? it varies so um actually the last time alter bridge was in town was i had tickets for it was a year ago october and i couldn't go because i was in the hospital with the thing with my leg and i was in there i get out i got out monday and they were there thursday my wife's like there's no way you're standing for you know four hours or whatever so i couldn't go and i had backstage passes oh. and i just couldn't i just couldn't go you could have took a lawn chair i whatever so um <laughs> But those tickets, the backstage meet and greets were 150 apiece. Okay. And the tickets were 100 each. So the tickets were 200 and another $300 for the meet and greets. So it was $500 experience. I didn't get to go. And you lost so that. So it gets, it gets a little expensive sometimes. And that's how they make their money on tour. Mm. I mean, I'm not, not in a bad way. Sure. I mean, no, that's but that a lot exactly of how, they do how it. that happens. And, and imagine if they, do, if they do 50 dates a year and they have, just, they have at two least people. 100 people in line for the meet and greet. And if everybody's paying three hundred bucks, how long is a, is a meet and greet? Like, is it just you and them? Is it a room where you guys all kind of so you show together? Up, so let's say the concert starts at seven. You're showing up at four thirty. Oh, to do the meet mm -hmm. and greet before the concert. So you're standing in line. Then you get your. So you come up with your ticket, and then they give you a lanyard. Lanyard's usually an event specific, so it gives you. Let's just say Shine Down. So Shine Down 2019, um, whatever tour. And you have this on the lanyard, and then they give you, sometimes they give you a gift bag, 
which has some merchandise in it, or they'll open up the merchandise table to you ahead of everybody else so that you get your you know, pick. If, if you want X Even amount you of shirt pay for it. and they haven't run out of that size yet, whatever. So you stand in line and then you go in this other line over here and you kind of wait to get in and you meet and greet them and they sign all your stuff and then you go to another line and then they take pictures. So it's like herding cattle all the way through here. Those are the ones that I don't enjoy the most. I was going to say, that sounds terrible. It, well, Not but you, terrible, get, you, but you get a few seconds to sit there and talk to them, you know, and you're kind of moving a line along and sometimes you get a little longer, sometimes you don't. Um, the one I went to, there's a band called Nothing More, heavy metal band. Um, we went downtown and saw Nothing More of Mice and Men and there was one other band there, I forget what it was. And they had a, they called it a VIP experience, but it wasn't a meet and greet. So you got there, but you got to come inside and I think it was like eight degrees outside that day at, at House of Blues down in, in Chicago but we got to stand inside, so we didn't freeze our nuts off. So it was great. It was actually totally worth the 40 bucks or whatever I paid for the but VIP Was tickets. it worth it to be with them, or was it worth it just to be out of the snow? Well, it was worth cold. it to be out of the cold, but then they give you a package of all this stuff, and it was a vinyl album that you can't get in the stores. And so okay. that right there was a collector's item. So okay. you got a little bit you know, you got a little bit of value for that. But you didn't actually get to meet the band, which I thought was the whole purpose yeah, of doing weird. the VIP thing. Um, so that was the probably the, well, big, you no, asked v- me what the biggest thing. VIP sounds like you're important. But it you doesn't ask me what the biggest letdown was. That was probably that. it. Although their show, they put on a fantastic also, show. Also, you just described that as totally worth it because you got to get. I think it's totally worth it anytime you go because you kind of get that feeling of I'm a little important at yeah. this at this show. Like you're wearing I the think lanyard. It's funny that you can describe about how it was you're walking worth through it. after the meet and greet. You're kind of walking through the venue and you have this lanyard on. It says VIP on it, and people are like, "Oh, you got to meet the band," and you're like, yeah, "I did. I'm awesome." And <laughs> You know, and, and it kind of makes you feel good for about five minutes until the lights go down and everybody else experiences the same thing that you did. And that kind of goes away. But then yeah. you remember it later, right? Like, because you have the pictures and you have the merchandise and you have the signatures. Like, I have a I have a snare drum that I took to Alter Bridge the first time that I met them and they all signed it. And it was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. And so, um, and there's a few things that I have like that up in my office. And I have all the lanyards if you go, you know, you can see them I've all. I've never been in your office. Is it upstairs? Is that what you're saying? Mm, yeah. Okay. So um, so I have all that, and I collect all those, and I have photos, and I have posters that are all signed, and um, I have a lot of that stuff. I have lithographs that um, I have the band. Like, I have one from Nickelback that they all signed. I have one from Three Doors Down. I mean, it's, it's down. really cool. I just, I don't know. I'm just You so kind of have to be into music to really, really enjoy it. What's weird and is I pay I, a lot of money to do what I do. <laughs> I really love it's music. enjoyable. That's the thing that my daughter and I share the most. Yeah, I really love music. It's just, I have so much trouble finding value in that. And I think I'm just getting cheaper and cheaper the older I get. It's I feel I'm, like I'm talking this whole time, but you've asked me a bunch of questions. And it's the I thing, am, I'm, yeah, most, it's the thing yeah. I'm most passionate about. And it's something that I, I really I, love music. Since I don't have that same, it's weird because I, I feel that passion. I completely understand about how you can put on a headphone. It doesn't have to be in your headphone. You can, something can just reach you and, and it just sends waves through your body. It can, it, it can alter everything. But yet when I hear that, I'm not like, I mean, I want to go pay for this meet and greet where I have to walk through these lines and then I have to go stand with all these people and smell other people and see other people just to hear something I have right here in the hopes not even hopes, I guess, for the experience of listening to the same thing I'm going to right in front of me anyway. I, 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 I have trouble seeing that. And I say that as somebody who's been to a few concerts, but I've never paid for a concert I've went to, ever. Mm. Just because I, I, I just don't see, I don't so have that much of an urge. My wife and I, two years, three years ago, three years ago now, 2018, I think it was 2018. Well, 28 might have been years, all probably might have been 2019. Um, oh, I forgot about this one. We were in Vegas, we were in Vegas two years ago. So a year ago, so two years ago this February, because last year was COVID. Yep. Um, Still we is COVID. There, and we actually took in a Backstreet Boys concert. Now you're going to laugh at me. No, I'm not. Backstreet Boys were great. 
but they were really good. No, I don't. I don't. She got to touch one of their hands, and she was. You're all talking like, to somebody who had but. a Backstreet Boys album like when they were coming out, and like everybody's like, like I'm a I'm a big Justin Timberlake fan because I do I, know I, my that he's not Backstreet NSYNC. Boys, right? Okay, no, no, good. No. I was she, I was about to she say she loved in sync, and people laugh at me for listening to Justin Timberlake. But I'm like, look, I'm a 50 year old man. Listening that dude's to Justin triple Timberlake, threat. He can act. He can do. He's, he's everything. Threat. He can. He's a great actor. Dance. Take it all down to you know. He does the whole thing from Saturday Night Live and. So, I mean, he's a fantastic he's, um, yeah, artist. Everything and he you touches. listen to the Backstreet Boys, and in concert, they were really, really good, too, even though they're a little older now. I know they're they're kind of, like, gimmicky in the sense, not gimmicky, but they're, like, it's Formula, catchy, too. Formulaic. Yeah, yeah, it is. Totally good. But, damn it, there's a reason why it's a formula. Like, it, it still It still sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't The reason I bring up NSYNC, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys both had the same manager that then of went, they did, that they went to prison because of his Ponzi schemes and died in prison. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. So look that up. So look up, look up. In sync, Backstreet Boys manager Ponzi scheme died in prison. You'll get the whole thing. And so he, um, you know, he he discovered all these guys. And there's a whole story about how they, maybe not in sync so much. But Backstreet Boys basically lost everything they had and they had to start over again after this oh, guy screwed them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. There's a whole. Um, there's a documentary. I don't know if it's a documentary or. Um, one episode of they kind of take <laughs> they kind of take the Backstreet Boys down to Florida where they first kind of all got started and they take them all to their homes and they go through the whole process of how they almost lost everything and um, I, I I like watching like these their homes like when they met each other or like the homes like when they, they grew up okay like but, they, but once they were had had money like the stuff they almost yeah, they lost had a little bit but they lost did. but they kind of lost everything because he basically scanned them out of millions that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah man the things that people think about the people that are think about the celebrities, um, the um, athletes that um, go bankrupt because they have no money after X amount yeah. of, you know, they have to sell their championship rings or their Super Bowl rings or or they have to I just, sell I just saw thing, the, the, merchandise the, or whatever they have to sell because they have nothing anymore. The guy who played uh, Jacob from Twilight? Huh? No? Okay. Okay. I'm not uh, a Twilight fan. Uh, so. neither, neither am yeah. I, but that's I feel like that's the thing he's the most recognizable for, which bothers me. Are you talking about the main character? Is it Well no, main? no, there's okay. uh, Jacob's the wolf. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember the vampire. <laughs> Edward. Eddie. <laughs> Edward? Ed is it Edward? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well Edward's the vampire. Jacob, I think. If I'm oh gosh. First time I've ever wished I had more I know, Twilight exactly. knowledge no, in my life. Know. But the guy who played the werewolf, uh, I just saw a thing about him where he was talking about the whole time he was doing those movies, he lived at his mom's house. And like he made millions, mm-hmm. and he like he kept going home because he liked having chores and little things to do. And when I see stuff like that, I'm like, that's it sucks because the guy's like trying. But it kept to, him grounded, yeah, and he didn't spend his money stupidly. Yeah. Now since then, he's gotten either engaged or something like that, and he has finally like moved out and got a house. But I mean, going home and keeping yourself like that, even though I could not. For the life of me, enjoy Twilight. Uh, he did a couple. He did like a couple, uh, at least one movie with Adam Sandler, like one of the Netflix movies. Mm. I thought it was hilarious in it. Uh, he got negative reviews, but the when I hear that about him, I respect him more than I do a lot of other actors who get that child money. Actors have a stigma, yeah. In general, right? is he a child actor? Like a teen? I think they would. Thing? Yeah, I think they'll yeah. be not not small child, but they were all teenagers. You know, they all kind of grew up together in the same kind of business if you yeah. will and they all had the same you know if you listen again listen to Dak Shepard he'll tell you he has people on and they always talk about their addictions and how it's so easy for celebrities to get addicted to drugs or alcohol well, all or whatever available. it is because there's such pressure to do the next thing or be successful or whatever it is and it's just it's available and it's easy access to all this of this is the what this is actually the problem that money brings 
Sure. The yeah. more money, the more problems. Yeah. So well, that's, there's a song, right? More money, more problems. More, more, yeah. more money, more problems. That's mm-hmm. very true. And that, that ties into that of showing that it, you got to be careful. It's in, I don't know. I'm still just breaking out of the not being check to check. So, well, so what that. I was saying is we went to, we went to Vegas. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you asked me what, you know, kind of what was the most expensive, maybe, maybe you didn't. Well, ask no, what I asked you was how much I asked you generally, how much, how much does it cost to go so, do okay, this kind so, of stuff? So that's where I was getting with it. Thank you. Um, so we, f- we flew to Vegas to see, well, we were going to Vegas anyway, but we were like, yeah, you know what? So this was, this was three years ago, not two years ago. This was three years ago. And Nickelback was doing a residency. So Van- bands do residencies in Where they um, set up Vegas. Hotels, so right? two years ago, we saw Chicago. They did a residency Chicago, in. Chicago, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and you know, my, my aunt and uncle live in Vegas and they, um, they knew, and my, and my mom knew some of the guys from Chicago when they were nobody, okay. like when they were just going to school together or whatever, because they're from the Chicago area. And so, you know, they would be in like their house and knew their parents and, you know, played music together. And my uncle, you know, played music and he played music and they kind of, I think it was, I think it was the trumpet player, whoever it's that is. I don't, music. I don't know the names. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen to Chicago. Um, and I can take it in small doses but with a three-hour concert with two 20-minute breaks in between, it, was a, it wasn't a bit much, but it was... Hard pill to swallow? Let's put it this way. you got to really like Chicago to be engaged <laughs> to for three, three hours. hours. Okay? Yeah. So we did that two years ago. But, but three years ago, we went to, to Vegas, and then we were like, you know what? We're going to go this week. And then we found out Nickelback was going to be the week after we were there. And I'm like, okay, okay. We're going to go see this, Nickelback. This so we stayed for. at the Hard Rock, and they played at the Hard Rock. They played at um, the uh, theater... The hard, it's not the Hard Rock anymore. It's the yeah. Virgin Hotel now. Um, so they is this the place that used to have the giant guitar on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's the Virgin Hotel now. But the um, whatever lounge it was, they uh, they had the venue there, and they had the residency. So we stayed at the Hard Rock. We walked through the casino hotel and just went right to the to the venue. It was great. You didn't have to park. You yeah. Anything. It was fantastic. That would make I spent it a lot, a lot of money to do that. Yeah. But you know what? It was totally worth it. Because it was kind but of like a private concert. You still didn't get to meet them. You still no. didn't get to meet them. No, but we were there when they unveiled the, so each artist that either comes there or kind of makes it, if you will, they have a glass case and they have all their kind of like artifacts, if you will. They have okay, maybe yeah. drum sets or guitars something or whatever. Right. To them. And so Chad Kruger wears this um, t-shirt. It looks like ribs, but they're feathers. Um, so the ribs okay. are feathers. And so it, it, he wears this, he wore this shirt a lot. And um, Ryan, his guitar, Ryan Peak, his guitar player. Where's, um, uh, what is it? Uh, pla- not plaid, um, flannel. He wears a yeah. flannel, like a flannel shirt. He had one of those and actually there was when a I, couple of guitars in there. So they unveiled that at the hard rock. We were there when they did that. It was kind of cool. Uh, one of the coolest memories I had when I went to Vegas, uh, the second time when I was 19, um, I got to go to there and I got to see to the hard rock. Yeah. From the, uh, from the MTV awards, the one where Elton John and Eminem. They had their their entire outfit they wore in a glass case. So they used to do um, they used to do a lot of concerts um, in Vegas, but now they do a lot of them at the MGM. So the MGM yeah. has an outdoor venue. Um, Hard Rock had an had had, a venue. I, I haven't been there the for so Veri- long. I think it's the is it the Verizon? Oh no, it's not the Verizon. Um, what's another phone carrier? What's the pink one? T 
T-Mobile? T-Mobile. Yeah. Uh, they have a T-Mobile arena there. The T-Mobile and Sprint are the same now, right? I don't know. But okay. uh, I don't even think Sprint, I don't even know Sprint exists anymore. I but, think they combined. But T-Mobile is where the Vegas Knights play. Okay. Um, I don't even actually, know we were there when they were building the new Radier Stadium. That's cool as hell. It looks like a big black, like, Death Star. It's fantastic. It's all In the, the hotel? All the, no. It's on the other side of the... So here's the strip, and there's the highway, and it's across the highway. And it's just this big glass like spaceship. It's fucking cool. I know that when I have nobody's worked. ever been in it yet because it, it opened last year. Oh, which means nothing. There happened. was nobody to come oh, to the, the games. amount of money that got dumped mm-hmm. into that for nothing yet. Well, uh, they didn't just do it for one year, so yeah, they're going to have. But I know. I'm just saying. So year, far, just to have to wait. Yeah, but it looks cool. No, it looks cool. Yeah, as hell. we were supposed to go in March. We were supposed to go this last March, and then COVID hit, so we couldn't go. Now gonna, we're going in May. Thinking about the the black 25th case. anniversary in May. Good for you guys. Yeah. Do you guys uh do you, not to derail too much from Vegas, but do you guys celebrate like the the fives more than you do the the singles as far as your anniversaries? Um we probably un- yeah, we, we did five, ten, fifteen, that. twenty. Yeah. And then now twenty five. And at the at the five okay, I gotta turn these down just a little bit. I'm getting a little you know, that into the mic. Um at the five I got her a really nice ring. I got her two and a half. It was like there was five stones, each one a half a carat. I knew a guy who knew a guy down on Jewelers Row in who Chicago. No, but I got a really good deal on it. I think I paid. Oh my god! At the time, I think I paid like eighteen hundred bucks for it. It's worth like ten grand now. Oh yeah, wow! It's or whatever. Maybe it's not. Maybe Still. it's seven grand or whatever it is. It's two and a half carats. Still compared to how much you paid. For and it's it. a platinum band. And the whole and so that was like I blew the wad then. Like I'm like hey, five years. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna last any more than five years. But here you go. <laughs> this has been a pretty good run here. So you know? now we're at twenty five, and she wants to get new rings, do our wedding vows, the whole thing. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I bet you'll love that. Looking forward to it. I'm going to tell her I love her, maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 And I, hope, I might say thank you. I hope it she answers be, with I know. We, we might be up at the altar and they <laughs> might go, do you take this woman? I'm going to go, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 25 years has worked out-ish. Yeah, see, how it, we, see how it goes. We accidentally did that. The first time we had any type of money to celebrate our marriage, really. Uh, was our fifth year. It was the first time, and like I planned it. We we set up. We went to a hotel in Indianapolis that we'd never been to. We had, we ate out, just us. Obviously, we didn't have kids or anything yet. And then we were like, okay, maybe this five years thing's good because we were broke the next year, and then the next year. So we're like, okay, on the mm. ten year, you'll plan it. Um, not sure what happened, but the fifteenth year is my turn. So we're gonna make sure it's something's really fun. And I just think that that's probably gonna be our plan. Is every fifth anniversary mm. try to do something. Larger than we've ever got to go do. Yeah, we've been looking at rings, and I'm just like, wow, I don't know. I, they're expensive it now. A lot. I, I oh, it's a lot. I offered yeah. to... I mean, I've got a basic one, and I've been wearing it for, you know, 25 years. I, I don't even know if I can get it off, quite honestly. I uh, I might not be able to I, at this point. Oh, you don't take... I play with mine. I never take it. I, there I, was... There was a period of time, I think around 10 years, maybe 10 to 15 years, right? I did. I took it off, and I didn't wear it for a while. I think I, I, think I didn't wear it for a couple of years, because it just... Whatever. There was this weird stage in my life on. where I actually ended up losing weight for a minute, and my ring kept falling for off. Literally a minute. It felt about that long. Maybe a minute. And uh, half aside from since that's happened, um, I've never had an issue with it falling off. But I just play with it all the time. But mm-hmm. I I offered to buy my my wife new wedding ring or wedding band to like replace it because when I bought it for her, I was eighteen. Poor. Yeah. Very 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 yeah. poor. Very young. And I spent I spent a little bit of coin. You're supposed to spend what two months salary or three months salary? Three months. Is it three? three months. I, I think if you go off the office, I think it's I three spent years. Two, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. 
uh, but I mean, mine, hers wasn't that, but I think it's like an eighth of a carat or something. Mm. It's, 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 but when I offered, cause they, they literally released the exact same ring, but like the more bougie version, like it was a, a either a half or a full. And from a couple of few podcasts ago, we know that bougie is like super glamorous. Super glamorous. Super, well, yeah. I, so actually this is where I learned what like bougie fake was. Super glamorous, right? no, no, it doesn't have to be fake. It can be really? real, but it's definitely over the top. Okay. Okay. And this is when I had, found out what bougie was because I told her, I was like, do you want this? Like, is this something that you would like to have done? Because I'm not going to go buy it. And then you say, I want this one that I already have. And her, what she said to me was, no, that's too bougie. Can and I give you a piece of advice? Yeah. Okay. So with the situation that we've been kind of talking about for weeks, don't put yourself in a detrimental position just to have the next biggest thing for her. I think she'd rather have you in a financially secure position. Oh, she absolutely than to kind of go all out and put yourself in arrears again just to give her something that is I well, can material. I say my, my my wife is by far the least materialistic woman I have ever met in my life. And I don't know how that happened, but she just she absolutely is. So I, I know that's true and nothing made this more obvious because it wouldn't have destroyed me at all to just do that minor upgrade. But she, she's like, no, I don't need anything bougie. I'm so happy. This is the one you got me. This is the one we could afford at that time. And she has been so good about saying, like, this is where we stay. There are things we want to go do. Like, she's never got to go to Vegas, and I've got to go twice. So I want to take her out there. But it's not like I paid for it every time I yeah. went, you know. But so aside from those, like, little experiences, like, we we went on a cruise, I think it was three years ago. First time either of us yeah, ever done anything. something I'll there. never do. Really? No. It was absolutely no. amazing. No, I'll go to Vegas every day, twice on Sunday. We'll not go on a cruise. Why? You want to know the real reason? Uh, well, no, give me the lie. Um, well, because <laughs> there could be a there could be a underlying reason, and then like the real reason. Okay, like, wait, let's start with the surface. What's, okay, what's so your surf- like simple so answer? Surface is I just don't trust the ship. Okay, in the middle of the water, you, I just don't trust the ship. You know what? That's not a terrible thing to believe. It's you're right. Bigger than that, I've seen the videos on YouTube, and I just don't. Basically, my fear is then solidified when I see those videos and I go, it's not like you can just kind of run down the street and kind of get away from the wave. You're in the wave Mm -hmm. and it's crashing through the windows and it's moving furniture from one end of the boat to the other. And the boat is doing this sideways and coming back up Mm -hmm. and you're in the middle of the water. There's nowhere for you to go. You are not wrong at all. Correct. So, and... Is that the real reason? Did we cross into the real one now? That's it. And so my life is more valuable to me than that. And I'd rather keep my feet on solid ground, even though if you think about it, you get in an airplane, there's not much between you. I was going to say, I was like, I don't think you would. And the bottom of the aluminum on the airplane or the steel, whatever it is, probably aluminum. Probably aluminum. It's lighter. And then I understand there's 30,000 of feet of nothing between me and the ground. Yeah, you are more likely to be able to swim but I don't to think shore. About, I, but I don't think about that because you're you're more likely to get into an accident on a boat than you are on a plane. I don't know how accurate that is. As far as cruise lining versus commercial up, flights. I, bet you I, ha- I have not. We we can, I mean, if you want to, go for it. Uh, but I, I... You'd have to do some. I probably couldn't look I'll, it up just right the second, but I, we'll fact check it for the next one. Because I feel like, I mean, how many... How many plane crashes or disappearances have we heard of versus a uh, boat? Wrecks? How many people crash their boat on a weekend to weekend basis? You're, you're talking about an individual being True. an idiot versus an entire staff whose entire. How many people are on a cruise ship? Thousands. Okay. How many people are in an airplane? Hundreds. There you go. I don't, I don't, it's just I don't different. Like that made you point. It's just different. There's, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of planes a day that cross the country. 
Mm-hmm. There's not that many ships that go out and back. Yes, there are. Every day. No, there's only a finite number of As far ships. as how many cruise ships, there. well, there's a finite number of airplanes. They're not popping out of, like, machines constantly, and then they deconstruct them. As far as your cruise lines, they are hopping around constantly, hundreds, all the time. I'm not saying I disagree with you. In fact, if I had to choose, do I want to die at sea or die in a plane crash? Crash? I'd probably say plane crash. If the option yeah. is, how do I have to die? But if somebody said, which one would you rather have to survive, try to survive, I'm going to go with the boat. There's sharks in the water. There are birds in the air? I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm just saying, when the plane crashes from 30,000 feet, you're not going to remember it. You're going to remember the fall. You're not going to remember hitting the ground. Are you talking about if you're dead? Hmm? No, no, but, but if if that's, you, that's what but you if said. You if, if the of, option is If you fall is out dead. of a ship, you're in the water, and it's freezing cold. And not, now, and now you've got all sharks the ocean swimming is freezing, around. freezing cold. There mm-hmm. are, there's, and now there's, they're biting your toes off to start. <laughs> you, and then they're biting your feet, and then your Do you have ankles. a fundamental fear of water? Is that what this is? fundamental fear of sharks. Is that what it is? Okay. I didn't know. Well, see, that changes your whole perspective on it. Um, and I just don't want the, sh- I don't want the shark in the wave coming up through the glass and into the You're dining room. So ridiculous. Yeah, I used to think when I was a kid that a shark had come up through the drain of my shower. So yeah, I, we've talked about we've this. We've really got to the so real if listen, problem. If now. you listen to one of the podcasts that I had with the, the girls from lights out, we did, we did fears and nightmares yeah. and sharks was, and I actually said that That's, very, thing. I, I'm so surprised. I'm so happy to learn this about yeah, you. I'm such a girl when it comes to, that doesn't to, make you not a girl, girl. but I'm, I'm, so I'm like, such, so like I'm, I'm really uh, so like Jaws and Deep Blue Sea. She sea is like your worst. What's nightmares. the word I'm looking for here? I'm I'm completely Put. not even thinking straight when it comes to my fears, like like snakes. I understand that some people you can have a problem with them. snakes too. Oh, snakes and sharks. Yes, I don't mind spiders. I don't mind a lot of the other things that people have death. You know, de- are definitely afraid of. Well, what are there? There's snakes, spiders. Sharks, I guess. Go listen to the episode. That's all I can tell you. We okay, list them, we list fair. them all out. That's very fair. But snakes, even if it's just a regular snake, I think it's just going to bite me right in the face <laughs> and kill me. I've got no problem okay. with snakes. And sharks, I think it's just going to eat me alive. Most sharks wouldn't even try. Did you know that you're more likely to get um, bitten by a shark than you are to get COVID and die? Yeah. Fact. Yeah, I know that you're more likely to get bitten by a shark. And by the way, well, do you know how you struck. avoid getting bitten by a shark? <laughs> Not quite. Get out of the water. So uh, you've never flown in a plane that goes overseas? We went to Jamaica. Yeah. So did you have that irrational nope. fear then? Not at all. Nope, because you're nope. blinded inside because the Because I could see inside the cockpit, and I just looked out the window, and oh, looks but, like there's some circles on the ground. Oh, what's circles, the circles difference? went away. It's just blue now. <laughs> Beautiful black drop, uh, blue drop. Well, so what's the difference between looking down the cockpit versus looking down the aisle or being inside the cafe or anything like that on a cruise ship? I just don't want to put myself in that position, You're, I guess. This I, is yeah, so I'm fun being completely irrational, but I, I understand that. But I strongly recommend that you find it My somewhere. wife is the exact opposite of me. She, she's more. She's been on cruises. They're she's amazing. Like, We're going to go on one. And I said, well, you can go alone because I'm not going. You should. So have you never Where she's even, afraid of flying and I have no problem Have with you it. never been on like a boat just to go out for a while? Yes, I've been on a boat well, many times. Then what's the problem? It's different. I can swim from wherever I am in a lake to the shore. So you've never been in a boat far enough that you can't no. see land. Uh, okay. I was on the Odyssey in Chicago. We were kind of out. I don't know. Out, uh, the Odyssey is like a, like a dinner cruise. 
and you can kind of see the shore but out that, in the distance, but that was but enough be far you enough where you would drown. Yeah. Eh. Well, that's not like if you swim long enough, you just drown. But you're not going to be out in the middle of, okay, so you're out, let's call it, you know, an hour from shore. You, you do know that eventually, Michigan, unless something You're not going to have a hurricane come along I'm and just, just a, destroy your Unless boat. something makes you uh, heavy and makes you sink, like if something does eat you or if you get attached to something that pulls you down, uh, your body will eventually always make it to a form of land. You'll be dead. I'm I'm saying if you can stay afloat. So you're talking like Titanic where Rose is on the door and there's not enough room <laughs> for Jack? I, I guess I am. Which, by the way, they've proven several times that Jack could have survived on that door all the same. Yeah, well, I, I think Jack could have got on there. Uh, no, he could have. Actually, yeah. there's a whole they've episode done, they've of done, yeah, they've done it where about they've, it. They've mapped it out on the door. <laughs> yeah. But I recently well, castaway. Okay, perfect example. Yeah, what about he's it? out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the odds of him surviving that are astronomical. Well, the, the, I think the things that were harder to believe was like how he knocked out his own tooth. In all honesty, anybody that has a fundamental understanding of what survival is, yeah, but it's a movie. They, I know that's what I'm saying though. Is it's it's dealing with those things that you can't predict of like having to pull out your own tooth. That and did the whale infection. really come up and look at him with his one eye without a out of the water? I mean, come on. Did he hallucinated it a couple weeks ago. He did made you a see best the video the of, the, of the whale that came up on the kayaker and swap and 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 ate the kayaker? I thought did that wasn't real. That? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty it, sure that was sure did real. look real. <laughs> what kind of whale was it? I don't know a blue one. Okay, then no, then it wouldn't have ever <laughs> happened because the the only whale that a white would, underbelly. I don't know. Oh well, I was going to say the only well that has the potential to consume human is the killer whales, the orca. No, 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 no. Then it wasn't. No. Then it wasn't that orcas are. Devils. Those are, those are. You know, I am probably fuck around with those even, guys. even though there has never been. Free a Willy is probably the nicest one. <laughs> I think. I think he was a dick too. I think we're gonna find out in you know another. He eight, could. He could fly eight years. Where they, he just he falls with you style. Fly over rocks. He falls with style. That's what it is. Which can make a bunch of. He movie had the references. bent. He had the bent fin, right? Yeah, it's always curved mm-hmm. over that. That really just helped him get the lift he needed to get over the rocks. I feel right? like you're losing. Like that's how they yeah. kind of. Talk <laughs> that's to how each they other, communicate. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just so, so ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. I I love that you have a problem with sharks and water. Mm-hmm. I probably would have a uh, an issue with a killer whale because I've seen some of those YouTube videos too, where the guy the guy's kayaking and all of a sudden the killer whales come up and next to him and he's like, holy shit, what do I do now? Well, the, know, the problem is they can attack you. They have they think never once. Killer whales have never. There's never been a documented case. Let me say it like that. There probably has so been. So I guess I guess there's an argument to made maybe they didn't survive. I'll I'll give you but that. But they eat the seals. Yes, they do. So right. do sharks. Mm-hmm. But the, the difference is, is killer whales. And that's kind of cool when they jump out of the water and they have the seal in their mouth. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, actually, only the great white normally jumps mm-hmm. out. And it's, it's, because, cool. it's because the way, you know, it is still, still cool. cool as hell. And, and I wouldn't want to be the seal. Well, and but here's still the benefit cool of that, hell. too. Uh, a, sh- uh, a great white, um, you have to worry more about bull sharks and tiger sharks. And the They're the worst. Yes. Because they get, they're they in shallow water. Well, well, it's because and they can get into rivers. I was going to say, the they're one of the, and the, and you were so afraid of this. Mm-hmm. See, I've done my research. I know. You, I think what you need to do, one, your wife wants to go on a cruise. Stay out of the water. You need to go on a cruise. No. Uh, another thing you need to do is you need to get yourself in a situation where you just, like, there's got to be something that you can go on a boat far enough. What's your greatest fear? Something happening to my kids. Okay. So that's like telling somebody who's afraid of going on a roller coaster, just get on the roller coaster and go. Yeah, do it. Right. 
Think about that for a second. I stand by it. Like you have crippling. First of fear. all, I am explaining to you the way to challenge this fear. You're I looking at a person I who didn't, didn't say, go in the reptile house at the zoo, even though there was a piece of plexiglass between you and the snake. Wouldn't go inside the building because he didn't want to see the snakes because he was that afraid. Richard, of them. if you want, I will hold your hand. No, I can go in go now. I can go in okay. now. I'm not completely. Will you hold a snake? I went into a. Uh, so I, we were doing um, an estimate for for a, a potential client, and he had seventy uh, reptiles in his house. 70. Where's this at? Oh, not too, not too far from here, actually. Um, and uh, his son is a herpetologist. That makes sense. And so he he did, like, shows for kids and stuff like that. And But they had some pretty gnarly snakes in their in their house, in the basement. They had, in, a, they had, a, they had a tortoise, probably as big as, eh, maybe not as big as this table, but about to here. Yeah. And the thing was just I gigantic. I tortoises. think he said he was in the neighborhood of 50, 60 years old, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, yeah, no, the, every turtle. he just lived in the basement. He had this huge pit with with straw and all this other stuff and he just lived in there is he allowed to have all that oh i, I guess being no a herpetologist i get i mean but, but i'm assuming you couldn't go in there is what you're saying or you could i could i was i didn't get real close to the cage so they had an asp is that is that kind of a um uh snake is that a snake uh, asp but not that i'm aware of something a viper like a some kind of viper. Yeah. And apparently it didn't have the venom in it. I don't know how they did it. But anyways. Probably drained it. It got or, or pissed. Like I'm removed. standing there and it's it's attacking the glass. Like it's trying to bite the glass. See, like, like every that scared the hell out of me. Reptiles. Not every reptile. No, animals, period. They all have the chance of being a dick just like a human has a chance of being a dick. You know what I mean? There are some that are just great and some that are just awful. So, that, so would you, but I asked you, would you hold a snake? No snake not at all. Not a chance in the not, world. Not even like uh, one of the corn gardener no. snakes that are this long. Nope. Why? Because I don't want it to bite me. But like they, they literally don't have teeth. I mean, like that'd be the equivalent of like, you know, those like really weak paper clips uh, for your doesn't chip. Matter. Your chip paper clip. Doesn't matter. It would scar me. Sorry. Just the I, idea. Just, yep, no, you don't have the to. Idea. No, there's no reason just to apologize. It, it, this is something that's idea. in you. Yep. So, it's just a fear. But uh, do you ever have any desire to conquer it or challenge it? Uh, I've this gone into the, the reptile house. Okay. But did you feel accomplished or did you feel yes. stressed out unnecessarily? No, I, okay. I can go in there without even feeling. I, I don't have any fear anymore. So have you like ever thought to yourself, what could I do to get to the point to hold a snake? No. No. Mm -mm. So uh, I, am, I am afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of heights, but not... Not entirely. That you're just, I'm, I'm afraid of the fall. You keep describing about everything. Actually, I'm not why. even afraid of the fall. You I'm should afraid be of scared hitting the ground. to death. Of, yeah, that's fair. The fall's easy. The fall's it's, the easiest the part. Yeah. Well, they always tell you it's not the fall that kills you. It's a sudden stop at the yeah, bottom. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know it is. There's, but like I, I have, I have a fear of it's. It's. I think it's related to legs because I have a problem with centipedes and millipedes and spiders. You hit, you hit six legs. So I lived in Missouri for nine years, off and on, and they have these. I think they're centipedes. I don't even know what they are, but they look like feathers as they're as they're on the wall. They look like they have so many legs and so many antennas and everything else. They look like a feather when they're running that on the wall. Be alive. It freaked me out, and we got them all the time. And so I had to get a, a handheld Dyson, and I was <laughs> and I got it and I sucked it into the Dyson, and I would take it outside and I would drop it outside or I'd kill it, one of the two. But I wouldn't want to touch it. I feel and I fast. Feel, I feel so bad because you talk about the religious aspect of it, and I never. But the second I see a spider in my house, it all leaves my system. It's like you can't live anymore. I can't let you or any potential generation of you after. What do you say to the people that say um, spiders have feelings? 
and you need to keep them alive. Well, actually, I, uh, to go against myself with what I said to you about reptiles, uh, that's not true. They may experience things like fear and excitement, horniness and comfort. Spiders. Yeah, they. I mean, that's, how do that's you know breeding. that? They, it's a breeding because it, you, you wouldn't if you don't feel horny. We use horny to express that we're ready to breed. So they would have they to lay feel eggs. That too. So how do we how do we know that? What they mate before they lay eggs. To chickens, to chickens mate. Before well, you know, eggs? I, I have been told two different things, and I've never looked it up independently because I've had somebody tell me that uh, the way chickens mate is it's essentially they both have holes that they just kind of put next. Yeah, to but each if other. you have all female chickens in your coop, oh, they still produce eggs. I mean, That's women. My point. Women yeah. still produce eggs. Sure, but spiders don't lay eggs until after they mate. Okay. To my knowledge. Okay. To my knowledge, that's not what I do. So I, I don't I could, know. I, I didn't get that wrong. in depth with it. I don't. But, I don't know. So I, I feel really bad that that's, that's my mentality of it. But uh, I can relate to the idea of having a fear because I am afraid of spiders. But I am constantly trying to encourage myself because one of my... So if a spider dropped out from the ceiling right now, you'd be freaked out? Uh, no, not if it was okay. very small. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing. Tarantulas. Five years ago, I would have. But uh, essentially, since I've had kids and I've been challenging myself, there has been one time now where I realized a spider was on me. And instead of flailing around like a rag doll or one of those inflatable things, I've acknowledged it, started shaking, and then destroyed it. Mm. Uh, and it's because I don't think that fear is what so I should in, be. So in Missouri, they also have wolf spiders? Yes, those are the, those are mean. Yes. And so we would get those in my... Uh, condo or it was townhouse. We'd get those in the townhouse, and I'd have to go kill them. And you know they're the size of a silver dollar. Yeah, because we can't bigger. let them make babies. And mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and see that's and that's my point. So I I understand looking at something, acknowledging this is irrational. It's irrational. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, is I'm working up because I have a friend who he has snakes and he has tarantulas, and he knows the difference between like old world, new world, and he has a variety of different kind. That I'm trying to build up that one day I want to go back to Indiana and I want to be like, hey, get one, put it on my leg, and then get it off of mm -mm. me. Because I want to get to the point that I can hold one. Um, now, I don't know if I'm going to be 40. This just sounds like fear factor. No, it's not. Because fear factor, you're about to get paid a lot. And by the way, fear factor is a misnomer. I don't think it should have been called fear factor. Well, I Because you're not really fear of eating... You know, bull semen. <laughs> well, some people, I right? think, are. It's not really a fear. It's disgusting. I think your fear is you're going to spit up the bull semen and not get paid. Or, maybe. or you're going to not eat. But is it really it. a fear? I mean, are you really afraid of it? No. Not, it's just disgusting. Not the challenge one, like, like that. It's, it's gross. It's like gross out. That's kind of what it should be called. It's gross out. Yeah, but most of it was more fear-based than gross. There's just always Some a gross of it was. section. So, like, people would have to wear goggles, and spiders would or snakes would be all around them, and they'd be locked in this. Their head would be locked in this box, and yeah, they would see, be the crawling all over. I can't do now. Okay, that would be a fear, right? Irrational things happen. Yes, and when they get start screaming, eat, like, that would be different. But when you're having to eat something, like a that's bull not testicle. A fear. Yeah, that's not a fear. But hold on. One of them was where one of the things you had to eat, because you had like roll a dice to see what you had to eat. One of them was a spider crab, which is a, a spider that like just has super long legs. Was it alive? And, yeah. So then see, you. That's not really a fear. It is though, because if you're afraid, of, you have to challenge yourself to get that. Now you're right. The eating, it's the gross out part. Right. But if you already have a fear of spiders. But see, then just touching it would have been the fear. You're having, they're making you eat it. That's, yeah. I guess that's my point of contention that it's a, you go from fear to disgusting. Yeah. They go fear, gross, and then it's like a physical challenge that has fear associated. Because if you think about it, at the end of the day, they're not putting anybody's life at risk. They're trying not to. 
Well, obviously with everything like that, there's a, a risk, but that was the whole point of it. So Joe, I was actually just listening to this the other day. It was, um, I have not listened to him up, since it he It popped up to, on some feed. Maybe it was Facebook, Instagram, something like that. And he kind of, he described his time on Fear Factor. On Fear Factor and he basically like, look, I, I honestly think, thought I was going to get fired off the show because. Well, he said the first season he was like high and drunk every day. Well, he just, he would show up and they're like, wait a minute. The reason he stuck around, he's like, hold on a second. They're paying me to witness the stupidest shit in the world. I, I get paid to do this? He goes, yeah, why wouldn't I stick around? And he said it was, at the time, it was really good money. TV money's good money. Well, I know, but I you think about like how Joe makes money now. But they have they, they they film a lot of different episodes like in a in a few yeah. days. So like they'll they'll do a whole season in like a month or yeah. whatever. Um, like when they do game shows, they do like two or three a day. And so the guy just changes a suit, you know, like yep. um, Drew Carey or whatever. He would just they do a bunch of tapings in a day. Man, so mo- he might only movie work like magic, four or five right? hours. To do two things in a day, something like that. Go figure. Yeah, weird. Like how would that even work? I know. How do you mm. pull that off? So. You know, he was like, yeah, I, you know, I I thought this was going to be a really ridiculous show. And it turned out to be, he He, was on that show for what, three, four years? Didn't he always say it was ridiculous? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he said the whole time he could never understand why people were doing it. One of the, and and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, he's like, it was, it got to be surreal. And this is maybe not exactly what he said, but something similar to this is he's like, you know, this girl is trying to eat like a bull testicle, to use your example. And he's like, and I'm sitting there trying to encourage her to do it. Here I am going, yeah, you can do it. You can eat that bull testicle. Yeah. And well, I'm getting paid to tell somebody that. They were changing. And it's not, it wasn't that, but it was very similar. The reason why I specifically remember that crab spider episode is because Joe had talked about that episode, that every episode after that, you see that uh, they don't allow wristwatches. And it's because the girl, was that's the only one she wouldn't eat. And she got it. And it took her like 40 minutes to muscle up the courage to grab it. So that's when they started applying more time restrictions to accepting if they were mm. going to do the task. And they removed it because I guess the other guy that like already eaten whatever his filth was, uh, was super pissed that they didn't put any time restraint, but they didn't have one. Mm-hmm. They didn't so put- they changed the rules based on somebody circumventing the rules yep. or finding a loophole in them. But unintentional. It's not like she was trying to. Okay. But, yeah. I just think it's my, my whole point to that is just not fear. It's just not fear. It's, 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 yeah, disgusting. you're right. You're right for the disgusting part of it, but fear is definitely involved in the show. And if you argue the fact that the fear was the first one and gross was the second, and then they simulate the fear with the challenge at the end, we have two parts fear, one part gross. Still makes more sense to focus on the fear part. Is there anything you wouldn't eat? Do you have a fear of eating anything? Uh, I think that my fear of spiders would stop me from eating the spider right now, but. As a whole, what if, it was, what if it was dead? What if it was cooked? Well, that's what I'm saying. If if they if somebody had separated it, and it doesn't look like a spider. No, I'd try it. Like um, crickets, like people do. No, I've eaten crickets. Yeah, I've eaten crickets, but I, they're not live. They're right. Yeah, cooked or whatever. Yeah, I've eaten crickets. I've eaten mealworms. Ants. I've eaten ants. Um, I did have an opportunity to get a scorpion and a sucker, but I didn't understand how I was going to feel right with chewing on a scorpion, even though I'd done the crickets before. Uh, but I mean, they don't taste like you ever had snake. Yes. I've had rattlesnake. I've had shark. Um, I've had octopus. I've had ostrich. Ostrich is actually, I've had, yep. I've had ostrich. There's a lot of things that I would eat. I'm not sure there's a few, like some sushi I won't eat. I love sushi. Um, like eel. I won't eat. I love eel. I actually don't like salmon, raw salmon. I don't like salmon either. 
that's one of the like it has to be prepared specifically to um my taste <laughs> which is my taste is I don't like salmon. I've only <laughs> so had, I, I've tried salmon several times. The only time I've ever liked it is I was in Vegas. You know, this is probably 15, 20 years ago. And I was at the, I'm trying to think of what hotel, Mandalay Bay, I believe it was. And they have a restaurant called the Red Square. And we were there for an event and they had salmon and I ate, it was like smoked salmon. I don't like things that are smoked generally, but it was actually not bad. I could, I could I eat can it. eat it when it's cooked, but raw salmon for me, as much as other people have explained how delicious it is. Tuna's great. I can't. I like tuna. Maybe I'm thinking of tuna. So it's a, it's like a red slab like, of meat yeah, or orange. Then that's orange. the one that I can't do. Yeah. It, like fresh tuna. That's pretty good. No, I, I can't, I can't have that that's by really itself. Good. Yeah. No. There's, there's a few restaurants that do it really well around here. Um, I just don't. I, but here's the thing: eggs. I can't. The eggs are hard for here's me. Here's the thing: I've caviar. Eaten it. I don't like caviar. I'm, I'm fine with caviar. That's the thing. Like I'll eat it, but I because I'll try. Just I don't. I can't think of any food that I've had the opportunity to eat that I've turned down. Mm-hmm. But I've turned it down after if I've had it and decided I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So like that was the thing. I've had salmon. I've had tuna. I do not like them. There are some countries that eat horse on a regular basis, even though we use it in our dog food. Or yep. did. Um, there's people that eat kangaroo. There's people that eat a lot of that thing, stuff that we won't even touch. Like dogs, cats, there's stuff that we won't even touch. People eat it on the regular overseas yeah. in Asia. Mm-hmm. Eat it on the regular. I know, and it's weird. Here's the thing. It's Well, it's only weird because of how we use it. And also... Well, we think of it's pets. Well, like they... Somebody... Uh, there's like an animal... A picture of like all these animals from left to right. And they joke about like, well, where's the line for food? And they talk about how in different countries. Well, actually, it's over here. And I start thinking like, think about how desperate life can get. And that... Those lines will shift for you. Mm-hmm. Like I... It, it's, it would take a lot, but not a lot, a lot for me to say... I would eat a horse, mm. but like I'd eat a horse. But you might not even know it when you're eating it, though. That's like if my somebody point. gave you something, uh, and you're like, oh, so this is delicious. It's so far disconnected. You wouldn't and, know. Yeah, and I think that a horse is something very easily, just like dog. Uh, as sad as it is, as much as we are at this point engineered to uh, empathize with them, at the end of the day, it's all meat. And then it gets down to survival. Like you would, there's people like the movie Alive. People I, ate people. Yeah, stay alive. I, I, that's, we, I played recently, not recently, uh, several months ago, I was at a friend's house and they had this game called Fear. And what it is, is uh, you just flip over these four cards, they each have a different fear on them, and then you, everybody has a list and you write down your fear and what you think the person to your left's order of those three, fe- four fears are. And um, this kid read me like a book. Uh, one of the options was zombies. And he put, and I put, normally, before I had kids, wouldn't even worry about it. It would have been a lot on the list. I would have been annoyed if it was on there. But the idea of if something like that was real. I am legend. Yes. And see, so stuff like that now because of having a family and having kids, that creates that if I had to accept that as a reality, the level of fear it causes is crippling almost because. I think that becomes the fear of losing your children. It, that, I don't know if it's the fear of the actual thing. I think it's the fear but, of losing but the, the, because if I'm what being, the fear can take away. But if I'm reasonable, I'm going to connect the two. Sure. I like that we went from talking about like your favorite experience at bands to, <laughs> to zombies killing my children. Again, it's conversations, conversations about, about nothing. All right, we got to go. Bye. Later.